Blog Talk Radio. G'day from Australia. It's Errol Gray here. Kelly's been kind enough to play my songs on his show, so I hope you've got a laugh out of them. Anyway, the sun's getting hot, the beer's getting cold, and the whiting are biting, so I'm going fishing. Good luck with the ducks, and I'll catch you later. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kelly Outdoors. That's my buddy Earl Gray from Australia. He's he's quite a character, and uh, you know he does he does a little guitar picking, he does a whole lot of singing, he does some fishing, and uh, he he's promised me this year he's going to try to get into the duck hunting, which is a little strange in Australia, but. We're going to do that on another show. we got some guys from Australia lined up coming up after the first of the year. Tell us what it's like over in the Down Under. So, Anyway, um, a couple of things. First of all, I want to tell the guys over at Duck Junkies, thank you very much for running the show on your site. I appreciate it. Um, the numbers are really <laughs> just going off the charts. It's absolutely going nuts. Um, my friends over at uh, CallingDucks.com, uh, they are also people that are sponsoring the show on their site, and I really want to say thanks to all the guys over there. You guys have done nothing short of a phenomenal job. Um, we've got a big thing coming up in December. I'm really looking forward to uh, sea duck hunting up there in uh, Rhode Island. Um, it's going to be quite quite the event. It's going to be the 17th, 18th, and 19th of December. Um, it's being put on by... Uh, Ocean Ocean State Outfitters and also Duckwater Boats. And we're going to be doing a couple of live remote shows from there, and it's going to be great. Um, this is this is one of those things that they're, they're doing for some of their customers. It's bring your stuff, come hang out for the weekend, have a great time. And we're going to do some live remotes from there, so that's going to be kind of a cool deal coming up. But we've got a lot of things going on, but the most important thing going on right now is our guest tonight, which is Butch Richenbach, the founder, and... Uh, Honcho of RNT Duck Calls. Butch, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, well, thank you. How you been doing? I've been doing good, man. I I wanted to touch base with you here a couple weeks ago and see how you were because I knew you had your checkup coming up with your new with your new pump and everything. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to glad to find out you're doing good. That doctor's appointment Thursday spoke about it at eleven. Didn't get into two, and they checked me all over. They did all the tests and everything. I passed it with flying colors. They said the old ticker, she's still going. Hold it, let me going get this straight. Oh, no problems, nothing. So this is, I'm going on the fifth year. You're going in. You were scheduled to come in at eleven. They couldn't see you until two. Yeah, doctor had an emergency over the uh, over the hospital. He had a heart emergency. Huh? Why? Well, I, 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 I'm there, so I know what that's like. So I understood pretty well. I just sat in the chair and fell asleep. Yeah. Then the nurse get me when you come get me and you know how you are when somebody hollers at and they grab you and you jump up and ready to go <laughs> and my foot was asleep and I jumped up and <laughs> and almost went down to the ground and the nurse had to catch me <laughs> um, well it's, it's kind of nice to know that that happens to big time celebrities like yourself is, is just like it does us little people but <laughs> I'm not no celebrity <laughs> oh really I know not me uh, I've seen a few bumper stickers says butch for president so they may ah. talking about somebody else but. I've seen some that had some other words on there that I can't say on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never denied it. <laughs> oh Lord. So let's let's talk about what's going on with R and T right now. What's going on in the world of duck calls over there in your guys' part of the world? Oh, we're we're busy working working late. We got Rusty back here right now. He's back here working. He's gonna be working at twelve trying to get caught up. We've been doing this they've been working late for the last two, three weeks. Him and John and Cade, they've been taking turns working the machines and stuff, trying to get. We're just behind, can't get caught up, trying to get caught up. 
Well, I think, the, I think the show you guys got going on this year is pretty good, too, by the way. That yeah. RNTV, it seems to be doing pretty yeah, good. That RNTV show is real good. Had yeah. some good, good uh, comments on it. And it's going over real good. Now, Jim Below, Jim Ronquist, he take care of that. He's the producer of that. He's pretty busy, too, keeping him going left and right and forward and backwards. Uh-huh. Sometimes he keeps himself coming and then going. Are you going to be on any of those uh, shows that they're showing this season? I don't know. I probably might be on some of them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't worry about being on TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I know some of the younger guys, it's like, gosh, I want to get on the camera. I want to get on the camera. I want to get on the camera. It's like, eh, it's not on scratch. That's up one of my goals in my life. <laughs> <laughs> People might, you know, I don't want to scare anybody. They say, me, I might scare them. Well, I, you know, we have that. We have the same thing. me as it is. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm not saying anything, but I know that I was asked one time if I would come on a program, and it was a, a film, you know, and it's like, no, you know what? I've, I've got a face that's perfect for radio, and I'm going to keep it there. You know, <laughs> I just I know my limitations, and a man has to know his limitations. So that's where I'm at. So anyway, mm-hmm. so tell me. Um, you know what? We've got a we've got some people here uh, that are asking some questions. All right. Uh oh. And uh, <laughs> no, this is they're all good. Nothing crazy. Um, anyway, uh, Steve over in Tennessee asked about the video that they did of the youth clinic with you. That's on uh, it's on callingdust.com. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's got you with the kids that you're that you're you know rousing about there and teaching how to use duck calls and what not. Have you seen that yet? Have you watched it? No, I I didn't watch it. I did it, but I ain't watched it. <laughs> well, you See, need, when you I knew what I strictly off the cuff. I have no set way I do it. What I did there, if he was turned around and if he'd have seen last year's and compared it to this year, he would wonder if it was the same one. Because I don't have any set way I do those things. I just, right. I just go in and hang it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The, the the calling seminar that you did on this program uh, about a year ago, you did one one weekend, and Kent Cullen did one another weekend. Um, those are two of the highest ranked shows in the history of Kelly Outdoors, number yeah. one and number two. And whoever it is that's number one one week, it usually switches. Every couple of weeks it'll switch. It'll be you one week, and a couple of weeks later it'll be Kent's, and then, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So um, I think what uh, what that kind of tells me is that if I'd have had any brains about me, I'd have taken both those shows and put them on CDs and sold them a fortune, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do it. Anyway, I mean, uh, apparently I, it, it's more than just kids that are getting anything out of that. I promise you, you know. So uh, Kent, he liked my he Kent was at my little seminar in Kentucky at the kids thing. He likes to sit in on it. Yeah, and I use I use him as I use him as a as a whipping boy. <laughs> well, Kent is nothing but an overgrown kid. I mean, if you spend well, you, you know that you spend enough time around him to know. You better watch it. He'll be calling you in a minute because I'm I know. Him. He's listening. I, I know he's listening. <laughs> a little fart. But, uh, yeah. no, I mean, he's just he's just like a big overgrown kid, and he gets around a duck calling a bunch of kids. I mean, I saw him over there at Real Foot. I mean, he just gets to going and chatting with people, and it doesn't matter if it's kids or, or young ladies or older guys that want to learn how to, you know, blow a duck call. You know, if it's got something to do with a duck call, Kent's just all, all goofy and giggly. I mean, he's, he's almost like a retarded lab puppy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only bigger. I thought of that. <laughs> well, if you think about it, he's like a nine or ten week old lab pup. He's just a oh, little. Let me show you how to blow that call. And you got, of course, you know, 
That's just Ken, you know. I love him. No. I love him to death, man. He's good people. He's I really like it good. when he tries to talk with that mouthful of skull. That's the touch of my father's I talk like that. You try to touch it. You can't understand what it's saying. I know it. <laughs> that was a pretty That's good invitation right there. That was a good invitation <laughs> right there. I still got that Coca-Cola and Osage Orange call that he picked up off my table over there at Real Foot that he uh-huh. blew into and played with, and he had a mouthful of dip. I oh still got God. that call. I I took it right off the table and put it <laughs> put it back in the case. So you know, I wasn't saving it because Kent Cullen laid a lip on it. I just couldn't sell it after it had that stuff. You know, boy. Oh, he's a killer. He's a killer. Yeah. But you know, he's been kicking butt on that team real duck stuff, and he told me just this last week that he qualified for Stuttgart. So he's he's got his ticket. Uh, Michigan. Yep. He's on his way. He's going to have a good time. I, there's a good possibility I might be over there to talk to you guys during that weekend, maybe do a show. Oh, well, good. That'd be awesome. That'd be nice. You know. Uh, looking forward to that. That'd be great. Get over there Call and me. hang out with you guys and eat a little barbecue and listen to a little duck calling and just have a good time. So You won't get to hang with me because I'm going to have to judge. <laughs> they won't let you back there where I'm at. Oh, okay. I get to All do right. the hard part. I get to be the villain. I'm the guy that's going to make, if there's 70 people in it, I'm going to make 69 of them mad. <laughs> well, that's why you get paid the big money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, tell me. Um, <laughs> oh, that I went to a psychiatrist and had my head examined for doing it. <laughs> uh, you know what? If you didn't do it, you'd just you'd be going nuts and critiquing two people and telling them what they're doing wrong. So, yeah. how many years did you? How many years did you compete in that particular contest? In the world? Yeah. Only blew in the world twice. Okay. Fourth once and first. No, three times. Coming fourth twice and first once. Okay. And then I, after that, I I just waited on champion champions. I wasn't one of them that worried about winning it twice or, or two times or three times. I was just right. I set out set before and blew dummy. That back then they used a dummy. That was the last year they used a dummy. It was nineteen seventy four. I blew dummy. And, that, and I'm a dummy, so they just picked the right person for that. And I blew dummy in 1974. I, was, I wasn't qualified for the world. Well, I led the first round, and they wasn't supposed to post score, but right. they did. So well, I, you know, you've I made, heard of? I'm sorry. Yeah, I made the call back, and so after the second round, you ain't supposed to post score. Of course, I'm the dummy now, mind you. I'm not qualified. I can't win the world. They didn't post the scores. Well, they come back to the bus. Back then, it was a bus that was on second to main. Well, I'm in the callback. I'm still, I'm leading the contest. <laughs> they come back in the third round, and I'm still back there. And they, they come back here to me and say, Butch, we got a problem. And I said, what's that? And they says, you're leading it. You can't win this contest. you got a squawk or something. I said, I ain't squawking for you or nobody else, because I ain't never squawking contests. And I didn't. They said, well, then blow overtime. Well, back then, most I ever blew was a minute 15. We never even seen the light. We didn't even know what the red light was. None of us blew that long. Uh-huh. We blew more. wasn't like it is nowadays. Back in the seventies, it was a lot less, a lot different type of style of blowing. You know, it was more like what they what they call meat calling now, isn't it? Yeah, and similar, a little bit more exaggerated. I yeah. mean, and it, more like what it is. It just wasn't exaggerated as far. It wasn't as loud. If you'd have got a first one of these calls back then, they, they didn't, you wouldn't have got anywhere. And uh, they. Uh, in fact, I think on the last show I blew you similar to what contest call was like back then. 
Yeah. But anyhow, I blew over. I decided I'd go up there and blow over. Well, I blew through my whole routine, and that light ain't on. I've got to blow through a minute and 30 seconds. I have to start all over, and I started all over in that silly thing, and I'm going to tell you, that's the hardest thing i ever done is blow a minute and a half. <laughs> I would tell you, I can blow a minute fifteen every time, but I was talking about my blind looked older. Right. And, and that was the last year they used a dummy. Well, you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of talk going on right now, and I know that you know there's been some guys on my show that um, have put this this new calling thing together, and um, you know it's called Team Real Duck. It's where they have five different disciplines. Okay, you've got the the mallard hen. You've got the teal, you've got a pintail, you've got a widgeon, and you also got a wood duck. <clears throat> and they've got a one-man and a two-man team on this. And they've got to do all of those. I mean, have you heard about these guys? No. Nah. Okay, it's, it's called Team Real Duck. Okay. I've heard, I've heard like, Team Real Duck, but I've never been to one. I've never heard of a contest. They call right. it Team Real Duck, yeah. Well, it's a pretty it's interesting right. thing, you know. And like I, when you find it, and then they, it doesn't come out the way they try it, and, they had that, or some, was that. Was that in Texas? I think they've done a couple of them in Texas. They've done a few in Louisiana. They've done uh, one up there in Arkansas. Just you know, a few weeks yeah. ago. Um, they're just it's it's something that's just recently started in the last couple of years, oh. and <clears throat> I think you're going to start seeing a lot more interest in that because it it um, it's not it's not like a Main Street contest, and they're not trying to compete with the Main Street contest. They're trying to open up a a different sort of uh, Opportunity for people to get involved in the in the sport outside of the hunting season, you know. Yeah. And uh, your boy Kent did did real good in, in several of those. I mean, he took first place in a couple of them. Um, yeah. And uh, he's done he real good. There's live in uh, Maryland last year, World Live. Uh huh. Yeah. So of course those ducks are crazy. <laughs> Well, they they think the same. I know he's listening. That's why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get all bowed up here and call in a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about what you're doing with the kids. I mean, if there's anybody in this business that 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 does more with kids as far as getting involved in calling and hunting and and just that whole thing, I've I've yet to meet them. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that talk the talk, but I mean, you are definitely one of the guys that walk the walk, you know, when it gets to getting with these kids. And I mean, you've been doing this since the beginning. I mean, you, you in, in baseball, you work with the kids in baseball. You down there at the recreation center, um, you do this with the kids with the calling contests and stuff, and um, you know, telling them telling them these things and, and getting them involved and, and keeping them involved. You know, some guys will take a kid out hunting once or twice a season and slap themselves on the back and get all puffed up and talk about it. But, good God, how many thousands of kids have you, you know, done stuff with over the years? I mean, you have any idea? I mean, no, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been thousands. It's in the thousands. I don't mean yeah. twos or three. That's just what went through my little clinic. My little clinic alone by itself has had over. Uh, Probably close to four thousand just go through it, and I just started another one. This is one, not only one I have here that I run four nights a week for uh, four straight weeks right up to the duck calling contest, and then have a little test at the end with. It averages about sixty each year now. I used to average before, uh, up to about twelve years ago. I used to have close to a hundred in it, and, but I don't have a place big enough to do that now, so I have to limit it to a certain number. So I do it to the 
my thing is 50 first come first serve. Of course, you know, I can't say no, and they always end up with 60 or better. 65, last year was 65. But I started something this year. I, Missouri, Kennett, Missouri puts on a waterfowl festival they started two years ago trying to create a little interest down there in, uh, in waterfowl hunting. Uh-huh. And I went down there to judge and do a little seminar for kids. And when they took me around to the school, and I went to a school, and they brought all of the classes in and put them in the auditorium, and they sat down on the thing, and I showed them the different ways to blow the duck calls. So to have a little fun, I just started grabbing one out of the audience and bring them up. They didn't think it was so easy, and I told them, I said, I can have you, I can have you doing a quack before you leave right, leave me here. So I brought one up, one, I asked which one, they'd all raised their hand, so I grabbed one, brought him up there, and I had him, and I showed him how to do a quack, and he left there, and he could do a quack. So then I brought another one, and that, he got did a little quack. So got a little interest started with the kids then. So this past year, after last year, we was talking, and I said, why don't y'all, y'all ever thought about having a little thing where you have a little clinic where they just get together and maybe one day just everybody and you sign them up and I'll come up and I'll put on a clinic for you. Well, they thought about it. Well, they called me. Well, right now we got a clinic started last Sunday and I'm going to end up between 40 and 50 in it and I go up there to Kennett, Missouri, which is three and a half hour drive from here, every Sunday from up to November with uh, to give lessons to those kids and their first grade through I think 13 years old and I split them up to people who can't blow duck, can't blow those that can blow a little bit and those that can blow a little better and I got really actually four little groups but the biggest group is the bunch that can't blow at all and there's 20 out out of the 40 some 25 of them are in that group and the waterfowl festival they they you know they they put that on and they charge them to do it but it actually isn't going to cost them anything because if they make seven of the eight lessons, they get all their money back. I mean, it don't cost them a dime. And, of course, I drive up there every Sunday, and I do that. I go up on Saturday, and I spend the night at uh, Charlie Hilburn's guy got me to do that, and he's got a little, uh, like, uh, they call it Varnell, and it's a little clubhouse. I stay there that on Saturday night, and on Sunday at 2 o'clock, we start the little clinic. takes about two hours. And then I head back home and then get ready for the next Sunday. And then I do my little thing here on Saturday mornings. I have about uh, 10, 15 come in here on Saturday mornings. They come at 11. I'm here at 11 to 2. And sometimes longer than 2, sometimes a little earlier than 11. And they come in and I teach one-on-one with those kids. And then sometimes it might be 5, it might be the next week is just because they drive. All these kids I do it on Saturday are driving. They're driving anywhere from three to four hours to come down here for me to teach them. And then during the week, I do the people that can make that are close. I do here, and I do about fifteen people over the telephone. Kids that I do over the telephone that are coming along real good, which I can teach over the telephone. It's a lot harder. Right. But I can. If anybody needs any help, all they got to do is call me, and I, I can get them going. And that's the main thing. Of course, it's a lot easier face-to-face than it is over telephone. Because well, that's because you can't reach over the phone and smack them when they're not paying attention to you, right? That's right. <laughs> but, uh, that's something new that I don't know if anybody does, you know, that like what I started doing. I'm going up there, and I'm put that on. And, of course, now this Saturday, i got to go to the Nature Center in Jonesboro and do a thing for kids uh, Saturday morning. 
I got to go there and do that, and then Sunday I got to turn around and go to Kennett and do that. Keeping me pretty busy just teaching. <laughs> well, you and know what? what like. Keeping you busy, and I, mean, I, I know you love doing it. Hell, if you didn't love doing it, you wouldn't do it. I mean, oh no, it's like you're not getting paid. I can take a person if he'll listen to me, and I can have him blowing a duck call. I ain't gonna tell you I can have him call a duck. He's got to learn that himself. Right. You know, they're like people say, "Well, I can't make that fast rolling feed call." You don't have to do fast rolling feed call call duck. You know, you don't have to be able to go to call a duck. There's different ways to manipulate that around that you you can do that. You know, there's no. It's like everybody said, "Oh, you got to call it." I don't pretend to tell people how to call a duck because there's no set way to call a duck. Right. You know, some people there is there is no set way. It there's a lot of variables in calling ducks, and of course, you know, they'll all tell you, but I don't. You're not gonna catch me trying to tell people how to call a duck, right? Because it depends on you know, you know, cloudy day one way, foggy day another way, sunny day another way. Which way the wind's blowing is a different way. You got to you got to sort of go out there and wing it and play everything by ear and learn it. You got to learn to read them, read the ducks on that part. My job is to teach you how to blow the duck call. Right. And then, well, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of glad you mentioned this about you know the learning how to read ducks and call ducks and stuff. You know, um, I was reading a, a, a chat room. Somebody posted something on the internet the other day, and I couldn't agree with it more uh, about the industry and about the sport. It has changed so much in the last thirty years. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, and I'm not talking about calling contests. I'm just talking about the sport in general. I mean, yeah, all of it. I know what you do. I know what you mean. And I, you know, I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. You know, sometimes I, um, I kind of think back and wish, you know, about those days fondly about, you know, when you could go hunting with a couple, three guys, and you didn't have to worry about who had the fanciest crap and the the latest camo and the most bands on, and you know what model of face paint they're wearing this week and you know you know what I'm saying I don't know how we killed a duck when I was young cause we didn't have I don't have the slightest clue we must have just had ducks dumber than a board you know <laughs> I caught a lot of them <laughs> they wasn't dumb board it was just well we had more ducks in plus you had more places that you could actually go duck hunting right where now over the years you know a lot of them places have been taken away and the main reason they was taken away was because people go out when they when they come out they had to you know the farmer he didn't mind you going in and hunting on his land it was fine you didn't go in and tear it up and then they got to where they drive the trucks in and rut their roads up they would come out mad because they didn't kill nothing they'd shoot their equipment shoot their relief pumps or they'd shoot the tires on their tractors and they got to where they wouldn't let nobody go in there and yeah. it's where now it's hard for the regular person just because of that. And you know, you know how the world is now compared to what it was 30 years ago. Well, I think here, here's the thing: if I'm a farmer, okay, if I'm a landowner, and I got a, I've got a nice little slough down there that holds a couple thousand ducks of an evening, and somebody pulls up to my house with a forty thousand dollar truck and a twenty thousand dollar trailer and a five thousand dollar lab and a six thousand dollar, you know, run of decoys. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And they want to come down and hunt on my property. I'm probably going to be inclined to say, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'd lease it on a daily basis to you for X number of dollars because yeah, that's what it's gone to now. It's all lease, exactly. And you know, Except the average the guy is kind of got the book areas, but so many people go into them. If the ducks are there, I mean, it's just it's crowded, and then you got the few who really knows that area that knows how to get back away from them, right? Yeah, and you take the common ordinary hunter, the ordinary person, and I think 
You know, it's just like, you know, the the youth hunts. Let's just use an example on youth hunts. Why do you have the youth hunt after duck season? Why don't you have the youth hunt right in the middle of the duck season? I mean, we got 60 days. The adults could do without two days. I mean, I don't call I don't mean stop the season. I mean just these two days right here, only you. Uh-huh. Why don't they do that? Instead, we're going to have it the 5th and the 6th of February. Now, see, Kansas does it before the regular season opens up on, on ducks, on pheasants, and also on uh, deer. Yeah, they, they give the but kids. that's fine on ducks as long as duck season, if it's the day, like it. If it's the day before duck season opens up, or the two days before, but if it's no, they do it, they, it's like a week before. They do it the weekend before regular season opens up, so the kids actually have a chance to get a chance to shoot at ducks that haven't already been right. shot at by fifty thousand people. You know, that's exactly right. And uh, oh, they not, you can't. Have, uh, they're fine. They, they need to have them know when the ducks are when they can actually go kill a duck. Right. You know what, Hunter and I went out this last Sunday. Uh, with Central Kansas Outfitters here, they they were on the show here a couple of weeks ago, and the guy called and sent me an email. And he said, "Hey, you want to go teal hunting with us this Sunday? You know, give me a shout. We got you know we got a few guys going, and um, they got their limits like in 15 or 20 minutes on Saturday morning." So uh-huh. um, I asked him. I said, "Well, it'd be all right if Hunter, my son, came along, and also my oldest daughter, Lindsay, because she's a photographer and she could take some pictures." And I mean, oh yeah, they all over that deal. We got out there this little slough this little marshy area, we set up a few decoys, we hunkered down on our buckets, and uh, eight minutes before legal shooting time, we had live birds in the decoys, and it was all pretty much over and done with in about 20 minutes, and Hunter, this is the first year he's been allowed to shoot in the blind, okay, yeah. and um, he got, he was shooting a 20-gauge improved cylinder, uh, 870 pump with uh, number seven steel shot, two and three-quarter inch shells, I mean, we're talking about a pop gun here kid had his four teal down before the rest of us had our limits. Oh, yeah. I kid you not. Oh, I mean, oh, man. I'm <laughs> he gets those kills from his hard. mom, trust me. So. Kids don't get to go hunting that much. That's what part of the problem is. You know, yeah. There's a lot of kids out there that can blow the heck out of duck hunting. don't get to go duck hunting hardly at all. Well, I'll tell you what, you're probably the only person that's on my, my cell phone list that he didn't call until Sunday about his first four ducks. He called everybody <laughs> That kid was jazzed. He's, and then he starts talking about, yeah, hey, let's go dove hunting. Those ought to be easy to hit. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that's a whole different animal, but he'll figure uh, it yeah, out. I went dove hunting here first time in my life, believe it or not. Get Those little rockets are kind of hard to hit, aren't they? They sure are. Them silly things, they know. That's body I had a few I couldn't believe it yet. Somehow, though, they know when you're fixing to pull that trigger. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they all have little little... Up and down thing. Yeah, they, I tell you what, they'll humble, they'll humble a good shot. So, hey, you know what? I got a, I, I got a question for you. You remember now? You've been making how long? How long ago did you start making calls? Started making calls for myself in nineteen seventy five. And you made them out of wood then, right? All wood. Okay. I made so, really first in seventy six. Okay. Well, there's a gentleman on here that's asking about if you remember when they started making them out of. Um, Acrylic and how hard that was to get people to accept that. Do you remember that? I started making them out of acrylic in 1976. It wasn't too hard. The first price on it, they had to bid on it was $100, and then I had a list and I couldn't catch up. I said I was only going to make 100, and that 100 was gone before I knew what happened, and I had to change the shape and the style of them to keep making acrylics. Huh. So it wasn't, I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of people balking at going into the acrylic and stuff? Oh, yeah. They, they bad mouthed the acrylic. Why? 
You got it wouldn't it wouldn't make it wouldn't make a good call. And then uh, the acrylic started winning the contest, and then the other guy started making the acrylic. Okay. I well, I was kind of that, that's kind of I guess where I was coming at from with some of this other you know duck calling contests out there. I think you need to talk to to uh, the boys there at uh, at R and T about getting together a a group of guys that go out and and try to get into these uh, team real duck contests. You know where it's not a main street call, but to where you know R and T can show off the versatility of its other line of calls. I mean everybody knows R and T is you know one of the best calls in the world for you know for main street calling. Yeah, you know. there, there are people that they, they blow them in there. We got uh, pro staff people and stuff that they they blow the calls in there. Me, I'm too old to blow a contest. Right. I have enough trouble blowing a tune in them. <laughs> <laughs> you're still you're old. still tuning every one of them that goes out of there, are you? No, I don't tune them all. Uh-uh. No, John tunes them, and and I tune every, every me and John tune them. They uh-huh. uh, takes two. I mean, you can't do it with as many as we got. To do, right. But uh, a lot of these people I teach, I'm even now teaching, starting to teach them, show them how to do a lot of that. That the kids, I'm starting with the kids, not the enough kids are easier to teach. Right. right. <laughs> they are because they, they they listen and man, yeah, a little computer up there or there isn't already full of bad habits. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. And I know. It's, it's easy. It's sort of like a software program. You know, it ain't got nothing on it. And it's got a lot of megabytes still up there. Right. And I had three in here. A good example. I had three in here from Little Rock. Uh, was going to go to a meat calling contest. First one I ever been to. Never, never been to a meat call. They both duck calls. They just don't. They don't know how to organize it. They know how to blow like a duck, but they don't know how to organize. A lot of stuff they do in that meat calling contest is unnecessary. But and you'll get argument on that too. But the purpose is, you know, you always everybody says, "What does a duck? What does a duck sound like?" You can talk to fifty different people, and you're gonna get fifty different opinions. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna ask you this because I, I had someone ask me this the other day. You know, I, I responded to a question on one of the forums, and and then I got a phone call from somebody. Um, and I don't know. You tell me. You've been in, you've been hunting ducks for a long time. When it comes to wood ducks, okay. Uh, uh-huh. Do do wood ducks respond to a call? Can you actually call wood ducks in your opinion, or is it just a waste of time? And. Uh, we have wood ducks, but they usually just fly by. Right. I mean, before you know it, they're on you because we use the temper where you see most of them and down here. And they they just come, and you better be ready because when they come, they're going. And uh-huh. I mean, they're headed somewhere when they go someplace. I never. I know that uh, teal will come in with a uh, with a call, and I know that uh, pintail will come in with the call because I've done it. Right. Now there'll be people saying, "No, that ain't so." But, they will. You uh, but uh, wood duck. Yeah, never really what you call wood duck hunting because mainly what we do down here is mallards and the right. wood ducks would fly through and you would shoot them as they, you'd see them coming. You'd get them on on just you sort of like doves, right? You'd get them on the flyby. Well, I mean, we know, I know that there's guys that, that we always uh, just whistle, always just whistled at them. Right. Didn't have a, a caller. You just whistled. Right. Well, I mean, I I guess I'm trying. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything here, but I know that in the past, you know, when you're blowing a mallard call and stuff, and, and it's like you said, when you see the wood ducks, you, you can't tell if they're actually responding to your call or not. It's just no, like you said, they're just kind of swooshing through, you know. Yeah, but, you don't know uh, whether it was because of your call or it wasn't because of your call. It could have been because of your call. It may have come that way. 
Yeah. Something made them come that way. Well, I think, you know, I think it's a combination of, of movement in the water, decoys, obviously. Um, I know that, I, I know I've seen wood ducks splash down. Um, when I'm out there waiting in the decoys, you know, I'm standing out there in the decoys, and what they're seeing is movement in the water and, and the, the shapes of the duck bodies. I know that had a lot to do with it. You know, yeah. of course, then we all, all of us stand there and look stupid at each other because, you know, they're going, what's this big fat guy doing out here? And I got no gun, so I use harsh language at him. And I haven't killed one yet with harsh language, but I'm still trying. So Yeah, you won't get it with that harsh language. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, on, on, on not very well, well anyway. That, um, that, well, I'm not probably not an expert in much of anything. But, uh, uh, that when Ford called the wood ducks, our, my experience with them down here is they just fly through there. I mean, here they are, and there they're gone. Right. They're fast loaders. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, you're just flying through. Of course, now you got the wood duck boxes. Most of them raised in that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where they're raised there. Right. And well, it's nice to see a lot of them back and around, you know, honestly. So. Yeah, they got, we've got quite a few down here. But we yeah. have called the wood boxes. Hey, now, I know you've made some calls. I got a, I got another question. Craig on here wants to ask you a question. Micarta uh, versus acrylic, okay? Which? Micarta got a better tone. Micarta does? Yeah, but you can't get it anymore. So you're you talking about somebody said, I'm making something like it maybe, but the real Micarta was made by Westinghouse. Right. And I found it in 1983 in South Carolina. I was in South Carolina at a show, and the guy had brought a square block, about a foot square out there, inch and a half thick, and he called it my carter, and my carter was ground up paper, white paper, ground up fine like dust, mixed with epoxy glue, and then it was poured and baked, and it was hard, uh-huh. and it looked like it had like it had wood grains to it. I used it in my carter for my piano keys. And that's correct. We called it imitation ivory because uh, when they outlawed ivory, they had to come up with something to take the place of the ivory. So they come up with a micro, with something called micarta. And Westinghouse was the one that made the, what I had. The engineer that uh, was in charge of that had the formula in his head back then before computers in 83, you know. He had that formula in his head Well, he had a stroke. Well, they never could get that formula again, and they never have duplicated it as far as I know. Uh, my car was white when you made it. Then it would turn yellow. I'll be doing out in the sun. It had a real good tone to it. In fact, a guy gave me one brand new, never even been out of the box, never been used. And just gave it to me because I didn't have one. It's still in the original box, the blue box, and it's still white. And. Still got the same fork and the same tongue in it. Hold, hold that up to the camera. That's it right there. That's hold hold that up to the camera so we can see it. I'm holding it up there. It goes. <laughs> see, that don't even have a cork, fresh cork in it or anything. That call right there, that looks like it was made probably in about, it's in a blue box, so it was made probably in about 84. And that's been blown. Brands made worth a bunch. Man, it's worth a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, now there's some people that still got some of the Mike That That some come makers, I think, have still got a few pieces of it. But uh, getting it, getting them to make you one out of it ain't going to be easy, I doubt. Right. But it had a different tone. 
when I started making it and broke it out, it took the place of acrylic in the contest. And when I first came out with it, it was bad mouth the same acrylic was. Ah, you got to have wood, you know. You can't call it duck with that. Well, you know, in contests and stuff. Well, it went up first started winning contests. And the next thing you knew, every duck call maker was using my car. So the stuff that they that they make today, have you tried any of the stuff that they're making today? The, the I haven't even seen any of they made today. There was right. a brown car to two also, a brown. Right. There, yeah, well, there's this brown. stuff out that they call micarta, but it's not Westinghouse micarta, you know. No, the Westinghouse micarta, the, I've had some that the people have sent me and I tried on it and it came apart. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was white, white. Real micarta never was white, white. It was off-white like ivory. Uh, off-white like ivory. It wasn't white, white. Nice. In fact, when you got the sheet, it would be yellow usually. Because the outside had already turned, and then when you cut it inside, it was white. And it was hard, too. But, boy, it made a good duck call. The people that still got them, you can't get them out of their hands. Right. Now, in fact, I know of one on eBay that sold for $2,700, and it was a real used one. Huh. They're worth whatever you want for them, really. Depends on the shape they're in. Right. Yeah, my car they made it had a sweet sound to it. It just had a different tone. It had t- it's sort of like wood has its own tone. Critic has right. its own tone. And the micarta had his own tone. And just like, a, you know, you can take a softwood cedar. Cedar's right. going to have a nice mellow tone on Absolutely. the north. From now right. then, you'll run one that'll be louder and all get out. Now, walnut's good for a barrel, but for the end piece, it'll make a good end piece. The problem is the grains tend to want to rise underneath where the reed goes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why you've seen back in the old days they always made it. Walnut barrel and a cedar insert, which was an extremely good duck call for calling ducks because it had a nice, mellow sound to it. It wasn't real real loud. It was just it just had, it had a sound of its own. Right. And your hardwoods is going to have a different sound than your softer woods. Well, you know, really? honestly, when it comes to a wood insert, um, I've made some cedar, you know, inserts, and and you're right, they got a real mellow tone to them. A real mellow but, sound. But the the wood that I absolutely love for an insert, I mean, more than any other wood out there, is persimmon. You know, um, problem I found with persimmon is that hole likes to shrink up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And don't like moisture at all. Well, no, but you know what? That's that's where you got to seal the doggone thing. You know, you got to you got to take care of that. I don't like moisture at all, persimmon. No. Now, as far as domestic woods, what's your favorite wood for making an insert out of? Coca-Bola. Yeah, right. Okay. And Modoc would be the next one. Okay. Now, I like cedar, but cedar is so so delicate. Yeah. I mean, if you if you try to put a cork in a little bit big, you can guarantee that it's going to break it. Oh, yeah. That, that's money in the bank there. That money Literally. <laughs> you get to make some more, so. Oh, yeah. And that's why you don't make cedars. Plus, it's, it's, now it's done on machines, and those machines, you know, on cedar. Cedar, and getting good cedar, that's another problem. Back when I made them, the cedar, the cedar I used was called, come out of the East Tennessee, out of the mountains. East Tennessee cedar. Mm-hmm. And it was had white in it, little white streaks on it. It was, it was the best for making a duck call. Well, that was back when cedar was still what they called old growth cedar, so where the, where the trees weren't just, 
You know, yeah, they right. were packed in, and it took forever for them to get yeah. any size, and now they're grown left That's and right. They was better for some reason. It's because it was in that mountain part. Well, the growth rings were were tighter. It was tighter, harder wood. You know, called it East Tennessee cedar. Is what I always called it. Yeah. And it, have I, you ever tried I, I had craft? A... I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? No. What? I was gonna say, have you ever tried any of this Corian? The stuff they use on countertops. You always see guys making yeah, calls out of it. Like, it, it's too brittle. Yeah. I made a lot out of them. Not a lot. I made a few out of them. Not a lot. It, it, it made a good much uh, in real cold weather. It, it would break real easy. In fact, Corian piece big enough to make a barrel is glued together. It's two pieces glued together. Right. And it come apart. I've turned two barrels out of that stuff. One I've still got in my shop. The other one I dropped, and it was yeah, about nine hundred pieces. That's exactly right. It's like yeah. it's like, like dropping a coffee mug on the ground. And in cold weather, you could probably break it bumping up against your gun. Huh. Real cold weather. I can, now, I can acrylics a lot like if you pop acrylic. If you drop acrylic and it hits right, you can almost bank on that end piece breaking. Yeah. Now that barrel bounce all over the place, but now if that end hits just right, it's going to break. Even with it in the barrel. Okay. Well, yeah, while, I, while I've got you here, and we're asking all kinds of interesting stuff, then um, acrylic, okay? And I know that uh, acrylic is not all made the same. I mean, most people think that one acrylic is the same as another acrylic. But I've had people, and I don't turn acrylic, so I'm, I'm going to ask you, which one has the, the best sound to it for uh, a hunting call as far as colors, or is there any difference? For hunting calls? Yep. If it was me, I would, I, I would, I'm sort of partial to the black. Okay. The black is a little, a little different to it for some reason. I don't know why it is. The pigment in it. But clear is the more stable. Okay. So clear hadn't got no pigment. It's strictly straight acrylic. Where your colors has a pigment added to it. To make it uh, that color, which uh, makes it more a little more brittle. Uh-huh. Yeah, your clear was not quite as brittle as your uh, your other, but if but the black, it really depends on what what type. I, I, like me, I mean, here I'm saying black, and I'm blowing a red one. That's what I hunt with a red one, and the main reason is because they made it special. I found this call, and then they put all this writing on it because I went to the casino, and it has triple sevens on it. And oh, that's what I like what he calls ducks, plus he wins money. Right. <laughs> and I use an old style with a maroon barrel and a, a cherry, that, a cherry, cherry uh, acrylic barrel and a, a blue insert. Uh-huh. And I use that red daisy cutter. Those are the two main ones I use. That most of the time hunting. I mean, that's probably the only two I use. You can use it. I mean, another good one to use is, uh, and I'm going to use it this year. Is uh, original. The originals are are good ones to use. It depends on really where you're hunting. Where I hunt, would be the daisy cutter and the other. You on the phone? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Hey Butch, <laughs> while, while while he's getting that call for you, I got a question for you. You said that about an original. Can can an R&T original still win a Main Street contest? Yep. Okay. If you've got one that's loud enough, there's some originals out there that's loud as the MVP. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. There sure is. Okay. I, I, I mean, there was one guy, but he broke his. Uh, they used to blow it against the MVP. 
But I would, I, if I was going to blow a contest, I'd go with the MVP. Okay. And our call. Now, I'm not right. going to tell you, I'm, don't, I'm not on here to, you know, that's what I would blow with the MVP. I'm kind of, my feelings are kind of hurt because I figured you'd have that duck call I sent you last year on your lanyard for this year, but apparently it's still in the case. All these in my collection things. <laughs> Sounded that bad, huh? <laughs> a, guy named, a guy named Craig Wilson that makes the most beautiful cotton picking duck call stand you ever seen. Right. Let me tell you, I got my thing. He made me one of them things, and I got my my calls on that thing. And uh, you talk about gorgeous. Hey, he can make a duck call stand. Uh, I've seen his work. That does good work. It's at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we're we're at the part of the show here where I'm going to ask you if you if I know you've been sitting there playing with them all night long, but um, would you would you mind giving us a, a demonstration of what it used to be like when you were back doing the stage, as far as the routine? Do you feel like doing anything like that or? No. Wait a minute. I don't even know. If I... Oh yeah, I'll try it. I'll blow one of the old styles more like what they used to blow. The way the way we did it back then. Yeah. No, I threw one like that. Can I get a warm-up? Hell yeah, it's your show, dude. Warm up as much as you want. No, I'm on your show. <laughs> no, this is the Butch Richenbach show tonight. All right, this is an old style, so don't feel bad if I squawk it now. All right. <laughs> but this, this is old style. That's why we this. This is the way they sound. This is the, the volume of back then. Now, nobody's going to believe it, but this is the volume of back then because this is off of the seventh call made. And this is the way they sounded back in the 70s and the 60s. Just like it. you got to remember now, 76 to now, that's four, four years ago. Right. 34 years ago. <laughs> well, you, you had a couple hitches there in your routine, but when I come over there later on this year, I'll work with you on that, see if we can't get that's that. That's good. I now. need a couple of hitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle, that's not even made for contest. That's my phone call. That's not even a contest call. Uh, I'm sorry. I had to say that. I, I, I promise you, when I, I get out know. here, I'll slap myself around for a few minutes. Why is that? <laughs> you didn't hear what I said? I said, 
I said, you had a couple hitches in your routine. I said, when I come over there later this year, I'll help you with some of that and see if we can't get you started right okay. away. <laughs> Ain't got to worry about anybody blowing one of them routines. Oh, man, that sounded pretty freaking good. I'll tell you, it really did. The I old mean, style, and the new style is a whole lot different now. I yeah, that sounded, I mean, honest to God, that sounded just like a, a meat routine from today's, you know, concept. Well, basically, that's what it was, basically, except it was stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was good, yeah, though. It's fancy. It was just who could control it the best, and you got to understand, I don't blow that routine at all. It was about a minute and 15 seconds long as we did. Of course, it was, the routine I blew a little bit different than that. I, I've got it, uh, Jim, Jim got a tape of it, Carl Kutcher got it when I blew it back then, back then, and you could see. And that's not exact, exactly the way it was, the best I can remember the way it was. Now right. you got to blow that long 15-old hail call. Right. Yeah, back then yeah, that, it was that, more like that 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 long old fifteen note hail call. That's the part of the contest where, man, they they just don't sell enough earplugs. I mean, it just it just you know oh, makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck sometimes. But that's just the way it is. So hey, you know what? There's all this talk going on. I you know my dad, he had he had an old old call. Of course, it wasn't one of those cut down olds um, because there was nobody around here that did any of that kind of stuff. It was just an old D two and it was an old keyhole call. You know, and you hear all this stuff going on about the, the barking call and this and that and everything else. Have you ever have you ever messed with any of those calls? Have you ever played with them, blown them? I'm, uh, the ones I used to blow when I worked at the hardware store when I was 13 years old, I could blow. Right. They wasn't hard to blow. The calls back then wasn't hard to blow. Right. And old old was making them. Right. They were made out of uh, rubber. Right. Not Bakelite. These made out of Bakelite. Yeah, uh, when old that old had it, it was a round hole. Okay, that just had a solid round hole. The ones we had at the hardware store, and you could blow them things. They wouldn't. They just like blowing regular duck calls. Right. Well, uh, you know, there's some old boys over there in Arkansas that are making a a version of the cut down keyhole saw uh, type uh, yeah. call, and um, they seem to be. It. They got a way you cut that thing down, and but. You take somebody knows what they're doing. Uh, some of them mess up. They don't mess up five, six, seven of them. Some people will. Not well, I think what I they've know. done now is they've actually made a mold off of one that's already been cut down. Okay, and now they're they're making it like that as opposed to cutting them down individually. I think I'm not sure, yeah. but they seem to be selling a lot of them. And um, I don't, you know, I just I, I was just asking, uh, you know, what your opinion of that kind of call was. I mean, is it is it something that's I know that they sold a lot of olds back when I was a kid, but there wasn't a whole lot of other calls to buy, you know. So. Oh, it was one of the most popular calls back when you was a kid. If you're about the same age I am, I don't know how old you are. I'm not I'm quite that old yet, but I'm getting close. You know? I'm about 110, but uh, well, I'm 106. Uh, you don't remember the old Pinto? The old what? Ditto. The Pinto? Ditto. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That old call, them was the popular calls back then. The ditto, that back when Chick Major made calls. There wasn't very many handmade duck calls back then. Uh-huh. You had the ditto and the PSO. Right. PSO was the most popular. And if I know back then what I know now, I'd be rich. <laughs> You'd have gone in the oil business. <laughs> I didn't pay for $2 and a half. And I had them, we had them in the store right there. They were right uh-huh. there where I worked. Well, the people that raised me, Belcher Hardware. Yeah, yeah, they were right there in the store. That's just like the old service hip boots. Nobody ever remembers them either. 
Or Convert, you know, they don't remember that old service hit loop. Uh-huh. Red ball. Yeah, I do. They had the red yeah. ball on the on the where the ankle bone was. I didn't know what waiters was. Our idea of waiters is if it got over the top of your boot, you was waiting all right. <laughs> so they call hip boots, and they didn't even come up to your hip. Nope. If they call nope. them hip boots, they never made it. Yeah, they it come to your up hip. about between your knee and your in the top of your thigh. They go all right. You didn't get out in that deep water well, and plus it wasn't insulated. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but the ditto. Ditto was I could blow them too back then and then they changed it. It's 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 made mainly for that loud pop stuff. Right. And the feed call the way you do the feed call on them is different. And it's 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 really what everybody likes. I'm not gonna uh, cut out nobody's duck call. Right. And no, I wasn't asking you that. I was just asking you about that kind of call. If you're familiar with it, because it seems like everybody has one. People is good. They can blow them. It's what I call a gut call. You got to call with your gut. No yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, now, and, you know uh, what? I I know, you know, Chick is the guy that taught you how to make calls because you kept going over yeah. his shop and bugging him all the time until he, you know, got tired of running you off. He figured he'd put you to work. Um, they just had a table. They had a place at the table. <laughs> okay. But uh, do you have any of his calls laying around there? No, not Chick Majors, huh? Well, that's too bad. No, I was I was really hoping you'd have one laying around there. You could do a little work on a chick majors for us tonight. That would be awesome. No, I don't have one laying around here. I can tune them to that chick majors. The people that have them, they bring them in. I can tune them. If you can't get the stuff you use, see, he used a rubber reed. And uh, when they quit, they're using mylar now because rubber they quit making. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you couldn't get it. That, and that's why I designed this call to blow with mylar. No, mylar never was used. I I designed this to blow with mylar. Everybody used rubber. Right. I knew when they couldn't get rubber, I had to find something. So I found this mylar, and then I had to redesign the call. That's where you come up with the shape of this of this reed. Right. Because on, uh, on the chick major, which is a long reed, it takes a heavier reed, which uh-huh. is about a 12,000, which you can't get. You can only get 14, but it really takes a 14, a 12. Now, you used to get a 12 plastic. That used to be the a 13 plastic, which used to be that that went in the old PSO. Uh, uh, PSO, but they no longer make that now. They use mylar. That's why they're so hard to blow. Huh. First, it blows real hard. Oh, them, them, uh, and some people swear by the the, the PSO. Right. All I'm saying is, is that these other two, you can call duck for the other calls too. Anybody. If there ain't a duck call made, won't call duck. Because duck call don't call duck in the first place. He's just the weapon you use. Right. It's sort of like a shotgun. You shoot it, but if you don't get it aimed in the right direction, you ain't going to kill the duck. Well, I'm living proof to that. What's what's a saying that Kent has? That he's, oh yeah, he's a deadly shot in a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yep. Poor guy, you know. and cold. <laughs> I'm surprised he hadn't called either. I figured he'd be on the on the phone about. But he knows that says the wrong thing. I'm gonna say something he don't want me to say. <laughs> Go ahead. He ain't here to defend himself. So. I'm the best. I'm the best comebacker there is. What's that? And I'm the best one at coming back at somebody that there is, and he knows oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows. He, he's listening. I can guarantee he's listening. Oh yeah. So what's on the agenda? What's what's going to be new for R&T this year? I mean, what's what's coming down the road? 
Yeah, basically, we got the same. We got the oh, we come out with the Alpha Two Hunter and the Alpha, the Hunter Spec Call. It's got a wood barrel instead of the the plastic, and it's in a Coca Cola. Uh, we got that new this year, and uh, we got the the Alpha Two, which was all acrylic. Now we got it in uh, a wood, uh, which is Coca Cola. I probably get it. You get it probably in any wood, but the main one they're doing right now is wood. And uh, those are real good. Those are real popular calls that out too. Right. And uh, then you got uh, one they call. It's got the, a black barrel and orange uh, insert, feet down or something like that. I can't remember the name. I didn't even know we had it. The one day they showed it to me. It's just. It's basically. It's. It. You can get it in any any one. You just order it. It's black with orange uh, insert. The burn down orange. Uh-huh. And you got. Uh, the G3 goose call and the micro goose. I don't know that they're new this year. We got both of them, and basically the the same as what we have had before. Okay. Are you guys seeing a, a, a move back towards more wooden calls? Are you guys selling more wooden calls uh, now than you have in the past? A lot of wood. Uh, the problem with the woods that you have is, see, they they want to swell and shrink so bad, and they swell swell up on you. You can't get them hard. Right. That's the good thing about acrylic. But a lot of what a lot of people don't understand about acrylic is you got to have uh, two put two lanyards, one on the barrel and one on the end. Now there are, you know, you and we're working on maybe putting an O-ring on it someday, but. You know, those that put an O-ring on it, if you look down in the barrel, it makes your end piece stand up off of the... It doesn't fit flush with your barrel down there. Your your end piece will be standing up and the air will go under it. I don't know that that affects sound that much. And okay. uh, If you put a double lanyard on, you're not going to lose. I call it a double lanyard. You put one on the end, that's what that groove is there for. It's not there for looks. You know, and, and, and for everybody, if, if there's anybody listening... If you got a duck hauling, I don't care who it is, always put it in a lanyard on the end and one on the barrel, because you never know if that lanyard is going to stay in there. If it's wood, it may be a warm day, and that wood shrinking in, piece fall right out of there while you're going getting the duck. Right. And if it comes out with a double lanyard on there, at least you hadn't lost it. And if you ever lose your favorite duck call, you'll never replace it. That's true. That's true. I mean, you will never replace your favorite duck call. It's, it's like it's like, it's like losing a... a, a 1850 silver dollar that's mm. never been circulated. You'll never find it again. Hey, I just I got a real quick question for you. Actually, got a few minutes left here. Um, the guys want to know. First of all, this is the this is the year where they got the champion of champions contest, right? Uh huh. Okay. Is John going to blow in this year's champion of champions contest this year? Yeah, him and Jimbo. Okay. It'll be a it's going to be a real good champion of champions. So this would be a good year for me to bring the show on the road and come over to Stuttgart and hang out with you guys, right? Right. Okay. Good. Well, we're getting down this, to the. It's probably going to be one of the best champion of champions they've had in a long time. Well, we'll just. I'll oh, tell you what. We're liable to just load the whole family up come over there and make a weekend of it. So. We have a lot of young blowers that's building in this one. Is the champion of champions? Is it going to be the same night as the regular contest? Be right after it. Right after. Okay. Right and after. that's going to be on Saturday night? Yes, sir. Okay. And then on Sunday, what do you guys all do? Just sit around and tell us? We we're all, we're all give out. We hope they get it all tore down and get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're give out. 
So the town can go back to normal, huh? Oh, we're pooped. Okay. I mean, pooped. Okay. We're getting plumb out. Good. Because, I mean, that's one heck of a weekend. Yeah. yeah and what weekend is that again for everybody that's listening? What weekend is that? In Always the weekend of Thanksgiving. Always the weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay. Thanksgiving week. Contest starting on Friday, and and Saturday is the world. And the uh, champion champions this year, which is held every five years. This is the 75th year for it. And the world prize is worth probably mm, somewhere in the neighborhood fifteen to $20,000 worth of money. And uh, you get a boat. And you get $8,000 cash, I think it is. Yeah. And then, okay. I don't know, what all else, you get a boat, and uh, I don't know what else goes with it. It's way up there. Pretty good prize. That's going to be a good deal. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I think, um, I think you know, I'm just going to go ahead and make the commitment to you right now, unless, of course, my wife just beats me with a stick and tells me we're not going. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're going to plan on being there that weekend. That ought to be an awesome weekend to go. So. Bill B., it's a lot. You'd be surprised how many people, out, especially out here. We'll have, we'll have more people out here probably in the world of town. Yeah. Out here at Max. See, we're right next to Max. Right. Yeah, and it'll be packed. You ain't see anything if you go into Max. I'm not allowed to go into Max Prairie Wings, I guarantee you. I can't go in there. Why ain't you allowed? Well, because I, I'll buy something I don't need. Got <laughs> <laughs> a reason to go in there. I know, you know what, I, that's what I say, my wife's weird about stuff like that. I keep bringing home stuff I don't need or I've already got one of, or um, she goes, you just bought one of those two weeks ago. I said, I know, but I can't find it. That doesn't work with her, okay? You yeah. know, it's like I bought a duck decoy. You already got 12. What do you need another one for? I, you know, crazy stuff like that. She just, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. What do you do with them? I don't know what you do with them. So, anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, Butch, it is, this hour has just flat-ass flown by, my friend. And uh, yeah, and what did I don't think we learned, did anybody learn anything? Yeah, they did. There was a there was a bunch of people listening, and we had a good time. And I think we just we asked a lot of questions. We all say what a jerk, huh? <laughs> Probably saying what a jerk I am, but no, not at all, not at all. Nope, haven't had anything like that. Everything's pretty much enjoyed the show. Had a good time. Great event. Way to go. Blah blah blah. That sort of stuff. So anyway, yeah, I got to hear me pull an old style duck call and mess it up. Well, they they enjoyed that too. I'll tell you what. Next time you come on the show, and we're going to do this again. You know that. Um, drag one of those drag one of those old uh, chick major duck calls down there, and let's get you on one of those old school duck calls. That'd be awesome. Uh huh. You think you can I'll do that? I'll tell you what first? I'll do. I I'll bring my uncle Clyde's. That'll and work. It ain't that spanking new, and it a guy gave me it's brand spanking new. Still got the same pork and reed in it. Wow. You might want to wet That's that sucker up. That. It ain't even been changed, and it blows real good. I should have thought and brought it tonight. Huh. It would have. It would have really blowed your mind. Huh. And that's an old chick majors. That was, that was a thirties duck call and a forties duck call. Made in the thirties and forties. It was one of chicks. Yeah. It was huh. made in the thirties. And you'd amazed you to hear it blow. I don't know. I've heard some of those old calls that just you know when when you look You're at it, sound like those old calls sound like a duck. Yep. Well, I, I've seen some of those old calls, and you look at them, you think, oh god, this thing's going to sound like what? You know, some of those old calls had that real high, tinny, whiny kind of noise to them. I've oh, seen yeah. some of those old those old calls that when they get fired up, it's like holy crap, you know. <laughs> um, 
why why did we get away from that? I mean, well, aside from the fact that they were big enough to beat somebody to death with, you know. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> they were huge. You know, those things doubled as a duck call and a flotation device in case you fell out of the boat. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't want to leave our flotation device. I've only done that once, and thank God the water wasn't very deep because that would have been the end of Kelly. So anyway. you may already be off here. I don't know, but if you ain't, if nope. anybody needs any help or anything or got any questions, just tell them to give me a call here at the shop. Okay, bud. Yeah, I appreciate I, it, Butch. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And we will talk to you again, all right? I really appreciate you coming on tonight, man. It was a great show. Yeah, your ladies probably went way down today. <laughs> no, actually they didn't. They did They did just fine. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I know. You keep you keep telling me all this crap about how bad you are and how many people hate you, but I haven't I haven't had anybody step up and say that yet, you know? Well, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see how many emails I get tomorrow. All right. I think you'll be happy, all right? But... Uh, Thanks again for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And you get some sleep tonight, and uh, take care of yourself. We'll be talking to you soon. I will. All right. Thanks, bud. All right. right. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the conclusion of tonight's show. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody that was participating on the website and also in the chat rooms, on here and on calling ducks.com and over in Duck Junkies. Um, the Refuge, everybody, you guys were listening in. I appreciate it. Um, great show tonight. Great show tonight. Um, next time Butch comes on, he says he's going to bring one of those old Chick Majors calls, and we'll just have a great old time and see what happens with that whole thing. So, anyway, I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, and again, thanks to everybody out there that's been supportive of the show. Um, we couldn't do it without you. And I appreciate all the positive input you give me. I appreciate most of the negative input you give me. Because. <laughs> Hopefully I learned something from it. So if you got any suggestions, questions, or ideas for guests, please feel free to email me at kellyoutdoors at sbcglobal.net. Okay? And look forward to next week's show. Next week's show, we've got a gentleman from Texas. He's a call maker from down there. And uh, right off the top of my head, I can't tell you what hit. I'm thinking it's him. Let me make sure here before I say something stupid, which... Nobody would be surprised by. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Let's get this thing going. You'd think I'd be better prepared for this after I've only done this a couple gazillion times now. We are we are celebrating our 100-plus shows right now. Isn't that amazing? Who'd have thunk it? Um, next week we have Joe Briscoe of JB Custom Calls. Joe Briscoe is down in Texas. He's built calls. He's built some of those contest calls that folks are using and having a good time with. The week after that, we got Bobby Hayes with Ducklander Calls coming on. The week after that, we got Dave Blotch with uh, Outdoor Edge Cutlery. Um, if you've watched any of these shows on Saturday and Sunday mornings, you've seen the Outdoor Edge commercials. The guy has stuff for cutting up everything, and that's that's what they do. All right, So they're all about cutting up stuff. And so anyway, and we got some awesome guests coming on next month. Um, we got the guys coming in from uh, the Ocean State Outfitters. We got uh, water or duck water boats. We've got uh, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So 
Anyway, got a great lineup ready to go for the rest of the year, and we are looking forward to it. I'm really getting jazzed up. This is my time of the year, man. I love it. So, anyway, guys, thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, God bless you all. Take care. Boys out there in the military, gals out in the military, take care of yourselves. Um, Seriously, come home safe. All right? We'll talk to you all later. Thanks again for joining us tonight at Kelly Outdoors. Have a good evening.